you're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, get out of here with the podcast. Welcome to episode 28 of the Bossy Bitch Podcast. Today I am speaking to your favorite guest, me, which I think is hilarious every time I say that. I wanted to talk about humanizing your brand versus oversharing. Oh my God, it's a juicy topic, I know. Because it's the latest thing to humanize your brand. We all seem to know about this these days. You have to show your face on your social media. Uh, Gone are the days where it used to be about promoting your business. Now it's about promoting yourself because people want to see behind the scenes. They want to know who they're buying from and they want to trust you. And in order to trust you, they need to know who you are and what you stand for and what your values are and what's important to you. And are you a dickhead or are you not a dickhead? So humanizing your brand has become a massive, massive thing. And it's been a really hard place for people to get comfortable with, which I fully understand because, you know, back in the day, like 10 years ago, before social media, you could just chuck it out in the yellow pages and boom, marketing for the year, done. You know, we didn't start a business to become our own (laughs) models or face of our business. Some people do and they do it well and that's freaking amazing. But for others, we're quite happy just to be in the shadows and do what we do really well without taking any credibility for it. But unfortunately, social media has brought about that humanizing your brand element. The the whole reason uh, Instagram and things like that became so popular is because people love that real life, real time element that it brought to it. So for example, this is my favorite example. Instagram, right? You know, once upon a time, we'd be reading the glossy magazines like Vogue or cosmopolitan or whatever the hell it was you were reading and you'd see these anorexic models that had been photoshopped to shit and they'd be wearing some usually ridiculous outfit and you'd be just be like oh my fucking god who actually looks like that no one looks like that you know I wouldn't look like that dress it looks nice but that would look ridiculous on me and so we all flipped out over Instagram because it meant that you could see real people uh in real life wearing that dress that you'd seen at Country Road or Witchery or Deck Juba, as I like to call it, ha, 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 De Cuba, whatever. You could have a look. You could search a hashtag, search hashtag black dress, uh, hashtag De Cuba, and you could see those things on real people and get an idea of how they really looked. And we all went nuts for that. And with that came the humanizing your own brand element of business marketing. Now, if we're all encouraged to be authentic and to be real and to be yourself because you can't, you know, it's a saturated market, especially the online space, it's competitive. And if you don't shine through as your true authentic self, then you will not get seen and no one will stop their scrolling and pay any attention to you. And I feel like the more we push that message, the weirder some people seem to get on social media. I feel like sometimes people are acting just fucking crazy 
and a bit weird and you can kind of tell they're doing it to stand out and that's not who they really are. I think that if you are quirky and, um, you know, eccentric, great, then you put that out there. For me, I am an absolute weirdo. I say inappropriate shit. I swear a lot. Uh, I joke. I tell really dumb jokes that not everybody gets. And I am a bit quirky and weird. So, and I muck around a lot. It makes sense for me to be silly and um, I think hilarious <laughs> on my social media or in my marketing. That makes sense for me because that's who I am. But not everybody is like that. Some people, you might be introverted and quiet and just know absolutely there everything is to know about your topic or your niche. You might uh, just be super professional and super elegant and keep it classy and you need to shine that through. So it's whatever is you and works for you. Now, I had a chat the other day with my friend Jay Crispgrow and she kind of said to me how she was liking my recent posts on social media where I was kindly outwardly speaking about what a shit show my life had been (laughs) recently. And I said, you know, it's interesting because the reason I started doing it a little bit more was because people were pointing out to me, oh, wow, you just look like you've been killing it. You look so good on the socials. And I thought, wow. What a load of shit. I must be really fooling people because I hadn't been having the best time, which is not not a secret. Um, I've had a really difficult year. I sold my business at the start of the year, which was a decision I made that I have no regrets about. It was a good decision, but uh, still a big decision and a life-changing one at that. And then my best friend and business partner passed away. And in amongst all that, my marriage ended. So that all happened in the space of about five months. And I felt like if I was to come out on social media or in my emails to my clients and and share all of that, people would think I was fucking nuts and they probably wouldn't want to work with me (laughs) because they'd be like, this bitch can't have her head in the game. So I kind of held off from, um, I like to say I was drip feeding my chaotic life to people. I didn't really want to just be like, hey, guess what? Oh my God, poor me, this is happening. Oh my God. So, you know, it was no secret that I'd sold my business. I didn't make a big fuss about it. It was a big moment. I did share it. Obviously, losing my friend and business partner was my focus and I shared that quite a bit. Uh, And then I waited to drop the fact that actually amongst all that, my marriage had ended. So there is a fine line between being authentic, your authentic self and being honest and being raw and genuine and all of that. And then oversharing because you still want to appear professional and you still want people to want to work with you. I think that if I had been fully transparent and fully upfront with what was happening in my life, people would have assumed that I was a little bit crazy. 
<laughs> and I was a little bit. But <laughs> it seemed unprofessional and I do take my work very, very seriously. I think when it comes to my business and my clients, I will always show up as best I can. Even amongst all the crazy, I will put a smile on my face and I will show up. And I think you're under a microscope when you really expose yourself to all the intimate details of what's happening in your life. And I kind of just contradicted myself because I just publicly announced what a shit show my life was. But that being said, I've waited and I've come out with it in a time where a lot of those events have had a little bit of time to breathe and to heal and I am in a much better place now (laughs) than I was back then. Uh, But, you know, I still wouldn't like to make it my be-all and end-all. I wouldn't like to get into the nitty-gritty details of all those events and uh, play out just how traumatic they were. So I guess I just wanted to raise the discussion on what is too much? You know, we're so encouraged to be genuine, authentic and raw and, you know, expose our difficulties and our challenges and our hurdles so that you can inspire other people. But then by the same token, you don't want to come across as a complete nutbag that nobody wants to work with. So I've struggled to find that fine line. I don't know how I've handled it. I'm not sure if you're someone that follows me and knows me well. Uh, feel free to get on the socials and shoot me a message after you've listened to this. Uh, And it's a conversation I'd like to keep going. So for me, I think there is a fine line and I think you need to make sure there's a balance between keeping up your professionality and, and as well just keeping it real and sharing a little bit along the way. But I think it's okay to not give everything. Your private life is still your private life. I have children that I like to protect, hence why I don't go on there discussing my uh, marriage or blended family issues. I can touch on them because I think it's fair to say, you know, this has happened. And I have respect for my kids. So I think it's fair that you can keep a lot of your private life private. I just think there is a balance and if you find that balance, give me a call and let me know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my take on oversharing slash being genuine and authentic in your business. I believe I've got the juggle right. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for listening to what I my babblings on that topic. If you would like to come and join me in my Facebook group, it's called Bossy Bitch. Uh, and you can meet some of my friends there, and if you join, I will let you be my best friend. The other thing is if you leave my podcast a five-star review, I will also make you my best friend. So how lucky are you if you do those things? Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.